Welcome to Girl at the Mic podcast, where inspiration and wisdom comes from the raw and perfect spaces in our lives. Sometimes I'll speak to you directly, and others you'll sit with me and a friend as we share unfiltered stories and the wisdom that we've gained from it. Listen to recognize yourself in these stories and draw hope for your journey. Thanks for your time. I know it's precious. My name is Anne, and you're listening to Girl with the Mic. Today's episode is a nod to the very first podcast episode I ever recorded. It was with Nikki on Big Fan Podcast, and I'll I'll put a link to Big Fan in the description so that you can check it out. I highly encourage you listen to that before you listen to this episode, particularly because one, at that moment in time, that was something that I was really working through, and, and two, it really gives a good lay of the land so that I can add to it on today's episode. So um, I realized that as I was working through my imposter syndrome, it was familiar because I do this a lot. And then um, as I continue to work with people, a lot of us deal with this a lot. And so as I started looking at some patterns, I realized imposter syndrome has the same old lies. It just occupies your voice. And so you, you think it's true. Um, so hopefully this episode is really helpful to know how to debunk those things, how to, uh, you know, captivate each thought and know whether or not it should stay in your mind or, or excuse itself. And, and that is a really empowering thing so that you don't let imposter syndrome stop you or think less of you, um, and only just slow you down before you work through what you need to work through. So hopefully this is helpful. I hope you enjoy, and I hope this is really thought-provoking for you. So the next time you feel any inklings of this or start hearing any of the remnants of this, uh, that that you can pull this up and work through those things, tell it to its face uh, what the lie really is, and then keep going forward from there. Imposter syndrome is something that every individual is working through silently all on their own Um, and so that makes it really important to be something that we bring out to light that we talk about often everyone that I've worked with has worked has had to overcome their imposter syndrome in some shape way or form and I face it every day as I'm doing this podcast or I'm called to meetings with people who are very much my senior, uh, very seasoned in their jobs as I'm figuring my role out. And, you know, my imposter syndrome really dances on the fact that I'm the shortest in the room. I'm the youngest in the room. I'm the only one of color. There are so many things that it thrives off of. And um, the message of imposter syndrome is that it's not you that you're playing pretend and you're not enough. And so um, all of our insecurities give that more lighter fluid to dance. Now, one thing I know about imposter syndrome, because I talk to a lot of people who have it, and I coach a lot of people to learn how to relate to it, is that it takes up the sound of your voice. So you believe it. I think we're programmed to believe ourselves. But here's the thing that's spot about it. This bitch is not creative that everything that it says is the same no matter who it's saying it to and so here's how you can pinpoint it and stop it in its tracks is to know its phrases and have comebacks to every one of them 
So we know it's playbook. Let's stop it and call its bluff every time it wants to come up when you're doing something really cool. So here are a couple of its go-to messages, and here are a couple of things you can tell it. Now it seems silly to talk to yourself, but you're already doing it in the negative. You might as well give it some dialogue on the positive. So first thing it says oftentimes is, who do you think you are? Aren't you special? People are going to be talking about you because you think you must think you're all that to be doing something this cool. So um, something to think about is uh, remember in the movie Moana where she's getting ready to introduce herself to Maui and she goes, I am Moana of Montanui and you need to get in my boat. You know, um, that type of ferociousness is how I want you to combat this message. I am Anne Vuneau and I'm going to do this. So who do I think I am? I am me. What? Okay, don't let it stop at who do you think you are? Because I think the normal response would be, you're right, I don't even know. What was I thinking? Who am I to even step into this space? Gosh, no. Take up a new position to say, I'm Anne. So, what do you got? Um, The next message, it really tends to send you when you're doing something out of the ordinary for yourself is someone is already doing that. So as I was thinking about doing a podcast, I just, here were the messages that came into my mind. One, everyone's doing a podcast during quarantine. You one of them? Also, there's already Asian Girl Boss. Everyone's listening to them. You don't need to be doing anything. Um, What will you offer that isn't already out there? Someone's already doing it. And that actually kept me back for a couple of months. What I realized, though, was... When I move forward with that, I don't feel like it's crowded out here. I still feel like there's space for me, whereas before I started, I felt like there must not be room. So make your space. Don't wait for it to open up and then fill it. Um, Step into it and see where you snuggle up to. See what moves aside for you. Not that anything actually moved aside, but it's not something that'll keep me um, from doing it anymore. And here's the thing, something Steve Harvey has said in one of his motivational talks is someone might already be doing that, but not with your specific stories, not your specific skills, and not with your specific fingerprint. So why is that an excuse to sit down? So really think about that next time your imposter syndrome wants to pull that card on you. Not me, not my specific stories, and not how I say it. And then run with that and get yourself into those spaces. And that really helps me sometimes in the tough meetings I'm in. That, um, yeah, someone was already doing this job before. Other people are doing this job in better ways. But no one's got my story and my insight. So, yes, I'm going to say something. One and two, I'm going to show up. Because it happens to be me right now. Uh, The other message, this is a good segue, is that you don't belong. That you're going to look around and look for information that confirms that it ain't you. Um, This is a survival tactic so that we can self-reject and self-preserve by walking ourselves out if we don't see a spot for us there. Of course, that's our ego working. Um, 
allow yourself to belong. Give yourself that chance. You're not going to belong anywhere at the get-go. Some places you might, but there's something to be influencing the room so that you do belong. And some of us are um, path pavers. Those of us who do that will never feel that belonging at the get-go. We get used to the fact that you walk in. It feels icky. It feels like you're the least of them. You start to make room, but not unless you overcome that space. And so in higher ed, for someone whose parents, you know, uh, weren't educated with a bachelor's or a master's, it's hard for me to feel like I belong. But the system wasn't built for us. I'm here, though. So I'm going to determine to belong. Because up until now, I have somehow managed that. And I'm not going to just quit it here. So think of that to yourself. I know I'm going to feel like I don't belong. But that doesn't mean I excuse myself and walk out. There are other places I do belong. And today, it's important to not feel like I belong and stay. Because they'd get too comfy if I didn't stay. The next message that can be really tough to hear that our imposter syndrome thrives off of is you are not enough. No matter what you do, no matter how many accolades, no matter how many compliments you get, you are not enough. Maybe that was a part of your upbringing, but also maybe that's the most effective message for your imposter syndrome to get you to bench. Um, Really reinforce that by saying, I am enough. Not out of doing, but because I am. And that's a new concept for someone like me, so it, that may be the case for you. But um, when I hear that, I know the artificialness behind it. Because when I truly do talk to myself, they're organic sentences that are fully formed and newly thought. When it's a re- replay tape of, who do you think you are? You're not enough. You don't belong. I can sense that now. That that's just you know, my imposter syndrome pressing pressing play on a thing on loop. The thing that keeps me from doing anything cool. Um, that when I hear you are not enough, I have to choose not to believe it. It takes work to do that. But I do know that it's a lie now. That I am enough without trying even too hard. The worth is there. I don't have to earn that from anybody. Especially not me. And especially not you. And then the last one is people are going to talk about you. They're going to criticize you. They're going to critique how you're doing. They're going to pick apart what you say. Um, And this one is the most effective message that my imposter syndrome says. That's the loudest one for me in this podcast right now is that I almost anticipate poor reviews or I also anticipate, gosh, I'm exposing my heart and my closest experiences. I don't always want to let everyone into that. Um, One, I had to tell myself I wasn't going to share anything I wasn't ready for. And two, that the ones who talk will talk. Will I let that stop me? And at what point will I call it so that it doesn't stop me anymore? Because do you want to give them that too? Um, And so people will say bad things about you. People will discredit you up and down. They'll have so much shit to say. Um, and I had to reach a point where that wasn't going to dictate my moves anymore. And that's hard, I, especially in the culture that I'm in, and especially because people like my parents have critiqued me my whole life that I am very sensitive and it does affect me a whole lot. 
So that's why I put it last because I still have to figure out what to say to myself when I have that uh, speaking loudly. But here's the thing about that. Do the scary thing and you got to give the mic to the people who are saying good things. There will always be both. But there will be one that you're going to um, turn up the volume for. And the other ones who are going to talk have always been talking and will talk in the future. Like, dial that down. You don't need that. They got to flap their lips about something. So it might as well be you, but it cannot affect you. And um, I think people who do really impressive things or really scary things have figured out how to tune that out in a sense and with my podcast for instance instead of occupying my mind with all the things that could be said about me um, I'm really marveling in all of the positive feedback that I've gotten because my imposter syndrome would have me keep all of this close to my heart and inside and deep there um, where it's safe and protected however the more I've put out, the more positive feedback that I've gotten, the more I've been able to share what I have to offer. And so that was worth it. That was worth potentially being on the chopping block or being um, on the lifts of people who don't support me, but it's worth it. And I think most of the time, if you're about to take a leap, that'll be worth it too. And again, those characters in your life, they'll stay, but keep them on the outside of the arena of whatever your endeavor is. Um, they stay out there and they don't get to know the infancy of your ideas. They get to see it on Instagram when it's ready to post. And so really dictate where that comes from. So those are the few things that you can have comebacks to in terms of imposter syndrome to make it rest. It's a persistent kind of messaging. It's, of course, this brainless loop that your subconscious is playing. So really put your brain to work because when you have comebacks for each of these things, it won't stop you anymore. So try that out. Let me know what you think. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in to Girl with the Mic. I know there are so many podcasts that you could be listening to right now, so it's such an honor that you chose to hear me out. Now, if you're really enjoying any of these episodes or if you have a favorite or if there's a particular quote, please continue to interact with me on Instagram. I've really enjoyed your feedback on specific episodes and specific messages. Um, And in addition, if you can and you're feeling moved to do so, head over to Apple Podcasts and offer me a rating. Let me know what you think. Write me a review. No pressure there. But if you're feeling like, ah, how else can I support Anne? Those are a couple of ways I can think of. Thanks so much for tuning in. And again, thank you so much for your support.